Hi, and welcome to Damn Parenting, your English-speaking parenting podcast from Amsterdam. Today's episode, Positive Tests Mix Emotions. We're exploring mental health and early pregnancy. On today's episode, we'll be delighted to introduce our resident psychologist, Dr. Naomi Gibson. You may know her as the Good Enough Psychologist on our Instagram, or you may know her through her group therapy for moms at the Labor Department. So today is about celebrating the positive tests. So let's quickly have a quick check-in between myself and Marin. Um, Marin, can you share with us how did yes. you find out you were pregnant and how did you celebrate? I was pregnant in my bathroom, probably like everyone else, <laughs> cramped between the wall and my shower because I was still living in Berlin back in the days. So I found out I was pregnant pretty early because I was like, yeah, trying to get pregnant. So I was also testing early. Like, I think I think I, I waited until I was one week overdue with my period and then I tested and that was, yeah early morning in my bathroom I was expecting it but then still like when I saw the test I thought okay great I was expecting this and then okay great I'm pregnant oh what <laughs> so and then I thought am I am I supposed to cry now or not <laughs> I remember these <laughs> thoughts and then I I like I forced myself like oh yes okay I'm crying I'm happy like all right let's like share the news <laughs> and then I send a picture to my husband who was already living in Amsterdam and yep he was super excited I sent a picture to a close friend and went on with my day I think I called my gynecologist and then she said yeah we'll see you in five weeks and I was like what <laughs> wait a minute what I have to wait five weeks now yeah so that was my re revelation and then I shared early uh, later that day or the next day in person with my sister Yeah, so that was that was that. So I was expecting it and super happy that it it worked out so quickly. Then I was just excited and at the same time I didn't feel super different, so I just thought, all right, I'm pregnant now. Okay, cool. And did you have any um in those first 12 weeks then? So you were five weeks when you found out. So I mean for the rest of the seven weeks, was there any changes that you noticed? Uh yeah, I was so tired. Oh Lord. Yes. I was just so, so tired. I had to, I was still working at that point, having clients back to back the whole day with my coaching business. And I remember taking 10 minute naps, like literally between sessions, like putting my timer on for 10 minutes to just close my eyes and sleep because I was so, so tired. That's the, the main memory that I have of these first 12 weeks just being incredibly tired I wasn't nauseous or anything I didn't feel any physical change so much but yeah just the, the tiredness was already preparing me I guess <laughs> it's like this is gonna be your life from now on yeah four um, years later yeah exactly but yeah so that that was uh that was that I was just super excited because I I don't know I mean I was never scared that I would like, have a miscarriage or anything I was just it was just not in my in my thoughts because I I hadn't I I also had no idea about the frequency or like the how how often it happens now I know so that wasn't really any of my uh, fear or anxiety trigger for me I, I I it was just not an option for me to think about and so it was pretty relaxed and then we were traveling to the U.S. to reveal it to my husband's family because we wanted to do it in person did it on Thanksgiving And then we revealed it to my family Christmas. So that was the two big revelations. 
but yeah that was it okay a little bit different from mine um mm -hmm. yeah I literally on the day of my period I just was like I didn't get my period I was so so on time and I just we were actually out celebrating our 10-year anniversary we were in Ripley's believe it or not and I was walking up the stairs and I went wait a cotton pick like wait what 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 and so the rest of the day was spoiled we were meant to go shopping and go for cocktails go for dinner we went to mm -hmm. the house bang and i waited till the next morning because i wanted to have like the proper urine sample done mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and yeah just like you it was kind of like wait what how am i meant to feel is this real and like yeah. we've been trying for so long like i mean it's one of those things you've been wanting but yeah it was a case of um it was disbelief mm -hmm. it was happiness joy like there was a lot of emotions but I did have the anxiety of mm -hmm. miscarriage fear of that mm -hmm. and that really not consumed me but I was it really heightened my anxiety to be like I have to now read everything there is possible about what it is I'm meant to be doing with you know the first trimester and how I'm meant to be doing this and so I had a lot of mixed emotions as mm -hmm. the title reveals yeah I had a lot of mixed emotions about it because I wanted to make sure I did everything I possibly could yeah just to make sure that everything went well and thankfully mm. it did and I think this is also just pre-COVID like the whole shutdown era as well mm -hmm. so that was the other thing was there was something in the air we didn't know what but um yeah, yeah it, it was it was an interesting time I mean god knows we'll never go through that again that's for sure but um a lot of mixed emotions so yeah today we're going to be discussing with our resident psychologist Dr. Naomi Gibson about um about everything that we're going to discuss about what to expect what not to expect and maybe you know how to help you um, especially yeah how to to manage all these emotions that are coming up where to put them how to identify them and also how to make it easier on you and how to calm your nerves and how to tackle these this bundle of joy and bundle of emotions that's going to be thrown your way let's dive straight into it so without further ado, we're going to welcome Dr. Naomi Gibson to her first residential podcast episode. Welcome, Naomi. Uh, Thanks. Hello. Doing? Pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, so today we're going to be in touch with the topic of everything first trimester and finding out when you're pregnant, coping with all the emotions that come with it. Before we dive into all of this, since this is your very first episode, we want to find out more about you. So please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I am Naomi Gibson. I work as a clinical psychologist in Amsterdam, mainly with parents and parents-to-be, kind of supporting what's called the perinatal period so that's kind of pre-pregnancy to sort of early years parenting yeah I work sort of one-to-one -one and with couples and do group therapy and some teaching around pregnancy and postpartum mental health in Amsterdam face-to-face -face or online in the Netherlands how, how long have you been doing it I have been a psychologist when did I graduate 2014 I think from training in the UK so I got trained by the National Health Service and always intended to stay working there till I die because that's kind of how they train you but yeah ended up moving to the Netherlands and starting a private practice so my work has always been focused on children and families and parenting work and and then sort of moved here and really kind of focused on that perinatal mental health part of things and you also have right. children of your own right I do yeah I do I have two children one two and one's four so like still very much in the thick of, you know, having a young family and all the beauty and messiness that that entails. So you can test everything on the go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> just working out myself. So yeah, coming back to the positive pregnancy test, obviously there's going to be a big shift in our mental state as it were, because it's a case of 
some people are super trying to get pregnant some people just happen to be pregnant you know there's a various different stages for everyone we all have our own different experiences let's discuss what emotional changes are women going to expect in that first trimester of pregnancy yeah i think it can be massive as you've said it it somewhat depends on how you've kind of entered the journey how kind of shocking and surprising it feels but i think there's regardless there will be an experience of transition into this new normal yeah it also comes along with lots of physical changes feeling nauseous and tired and you know these sorts of things but there's like a whole sort of spectrum of of normal feelings as well isn't there just you know you might you might have a friend who had terrible morning sickness and you perhaps not have any and then feel like something's worrying there you know there's lots of lots of things lots of ways you could could be feeling and um yeah there's also with such big hormonal shifts in that first trimester there's a lot more kind of low mood and yeah anxiety and worry around a lot and as well as perhaps feeling somewhat isolated I hear a lot of people you know talk about that first those first few months feeling very kind of on their own with the news which is exciting or or not and sort of feeling worried about it as well and isolated. yeah when you when you say this with the isolation that's kind of the next question and when when do we share the news and how different that is coming from your cultural backgrounds or also what you've heard from your friends and family and one feeling when you thinking back on this time in my pregnancy when I I did not have all this nausea and I didn't like physically feel so different so one of the thoughts was is this right am I like pregnant right because mm. I don't have I, I'm not throwing up every morning I'm not having all this um yeah. s- stuff that you hear about from other people and then I kept asking myself hmm is this okay I, I don't feel anything Am I, yeah. am I pregnant? Yes, I am. But w- when does it start? Yeah. And it's so, it's so individual. And I think there's like lots of cultural expectations yeah. about what pregnancy should be, you yeah. know, from, from the first trimester up until birth, there's lots of norms that we know of from TV and culture generally. And yeah, if you don't fit into that, that could be really worrying I guess thing about how, when do you tell people that that again is completely individual based on you know your past experiences how supported you you feel you need to be your work situation I mean there's no there's no right or wrong I think what used to be such a driver for people not telling anybody before that sort of 10 12 weeks marks was the sort of a, a lot of shame and stigma around baby loss and miscarriage and mm-hmm. I see that narrative changing in a really positive way about people saying you know if you were to lose the baby lose the pregnancy who would you want around you to support you with that who would you want to be able to talk to you know be it partners mums sisters friends work colleagues you know that's going to be different for for everybody and yeah as you said there there are cultural differences around what's sort of expected in that first trimester just telling Myron before we got on to you there I in my head it's like don't tell anyone until the 12 weeks the reality was I told my family when I was over five months pregnant Mm. it was a case of um I think it's going to be different for everyone but my whole thing was always 12 weeks 12 weeks like you know just wait to make sure everything's okay and you know you get past that mark but yeah it's it's going to be different for everyone so it's just a case of yeah saying that I told my best friend when she came to visit me I was six weeks pregnant and I immediately told her but then the rest of them I just shut down I was like I can't tell anyone else yeah yeah and that that sounds like that was the right choice for you in that in that moment and everybody will be able to have their versions of that I suppose I would 
encourage people to think like what what's the driver behind not telling anybody yeah. is it oh I would feel so ashamed or foolish or something if, if something were to happen and they, then that doesn't seem to be as important as having people there to to share in the in the joys and and whatever happens in the early stages of pregnancy yeah for yeah, me it was also that I had no knowledge or research about the frequency of miscarriages or anything like that. I just knew it can happen. And if it does happen, it's most likely within these first three months. But now I know it's one in every three women, I believe. So it's quite common, yet no one did talk about it. I've seen also that you mentioned this big, big shift over the last, I'd say, from my experience two, three years where it really came more and more, I don't even want to say acceptable, but more heard that this is happening and we don't have to deal with it alone. So yeah, when you said what's the intention of not telling, I guess it's this whole, if it doesn't go well, then you're not talking about it. It's just going to go away. You move on with your life and you'll, it's like, don't share this failure was kind of like what I had mm -hmm. in my head that if it doesn't go through, then it's my failure. Like I did something wrong. I wasn't good enough. Like my body didn't, wasn't good enough to have this. Yeah. So I think this is a big, big change that I have seen in the last couple of years with the dealing with it and the reasoning with it and just sharing it. Yeah. And that, that sharing it just reduces the isolation and reduces yeah. feeling alone with it, which can obviously make worry about the loss feeling even worse if you're feeling alone as well yeah and I think it's really nice that it has changed because it gives way more room to celebrating because when I was pregnant and I had still this thought that oh okay I'm not allowed to share I did share with my sister very very early on like I think second day after my pregnancy test and then one close friend and then the family later but now I've lost my train of thought you were talking about <laughs> celebrating yes yeah, celebrate exactly yeah <laughs> see it's it's not even in my head celebrating <laughs> celebration is not allowed yeah so this whole magical moment of realizing wow my life is going to change forever and this is true for first time parents or second time third time parents because no matter how many children you have it's going to change your life as it was before giving this celebration a moment and not have it crippled down with fear like oh I'm, I'm not allowed to celebrate because I'm not allowed to tell anyone and I'm not allowed to 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 share my feelings because I'm only allowed when it's safe putting this in quotations and I think this is beautiful to see that this room for celebration has expanded and now we can have this moment of joy and and curiosity and excitement that this new chapter of our lives, which we have no idea what it's going to be like, is there and we can take this moment to just take a deep breath and be like, yes, I'm entering this new chapter and I'm going into, an, into it with confidence. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you, you sort of said joy and anxiety because yeah. actually those things will coexist throughout pregnancy and throughout, you know, certainly in that first trimester that you might have moments of feeling yeah wow this everything's gonna shift and change and that's so beautiful and joyful but then shit everything's gonna shift and change what yeah. will my life be like and I think yeah. like having a capacity and a space for feeling all of those things all at once it's not it's not one or the other is probably needed in that first trimester 
leading on from that, how do you think we're going to be able to manage those anxiety and fears in this first trimester? Because as we said, like we, we all come from different backgrounds, like some of us are planning to get pregnant, some of us, you know, it's a happy joy surprise. How would you say it's the best way to start managing these emotions? Yeah, I think first, like giving yourself a nice big dose of compassion and grace that, you know, you probably are going to feel really overwhelmed. It's a big change, regardless of how how you've kind of come into it talking to trusted others be that you know your midwives partner friends you know whoever it is and sharing the ways that you've that you're feeling if you're feeling overwhelmed or frightened doing some of the things that have always kind of kept you you know kept a spring in your step which is obviously hard if you're feeling overwhelmed and tired and sick and all of those things but you know is there some kind of gentle exercise you can do can you do something that's you know moving your body walking I often think about just like the basic steps that you can't you need to kind of keep your basics good so you know Mm -hmm. are you eating enough and regularly regardless of feeling nauseous are there things that you can kind of keep down and feel satisfied by eating are you getting enough rest if you're feeling extra tired are there things that you can kind of keep off take off your plate for a short amount of time feeling connected to other people whoever that is and those things can sort of they're not going to stop worry Mm. necessarily but they can kind of keep it in check and keep it sort of managed as well as sort of relaxation mindfulness breathing techniques these sorts of things as well also really helpful okay so if we're going to do that for ourselves how do you think our partners would be able to support us as well yeah I think just like Marin was saying like joining in the joy with you and the celebration aspect of it like you know coming together and realizing that it's a it's a massive change partners can also support practically by attending appointments and sort of joining in those things having conversations about it yeah just thinking again on a practical level when when I was in those first trimesters both times just feeling completely exhausted needed to take lots of physical you know household labor off my off my plate and you know that being more shared and that's that's a really helpful thing that partners can do but I guess it doesn't really look much different to how you would have been supported in other things you know what do you do when there's stressful things Mm -hmm. on normally within your relationship and that's going to look different for for different people and yeah Yeah. I suppose sort of you're starting your parented team aren't you Mm -hmm. um even in these early months or you know it might be second or third or fourth child you know your team is going to look different so how can you kind of have conversations about that and sort of start thinking of yourself as as parents which mm. is really strange at the beginning but yeah. one thing that you said and also coming back to your answer before one thing that really struck a chord with me when you said these basic things like have I eaten enough? Have I drank enough? Have I sat down today? Have I take five minutes for myself? And I think this is also something that my husband and I do when we get into stages of, like you said, in normal life, like who's, how can they support me when I'm stressed in normal life and not pregnant, like the normal partnership. We've established this habit of checking the basics. When was the last time you had five minutes to yourself? Was the last time, have you eaten today? Have you, have you taken your walk? Like these basic Mm -hmm. check-ins. And I think this, because we tend to always hover in these in the more bigger questions but then we forget that we need to establish the basis in order to be up there and ask the the bigger picture questions and deal with all our feelings because if we haven't eaten and we haven't drank today then we don't need to address 
the bigger feelings yeah. because we need to eat a drink first yeah and I often feel like a bit of a cop-out as a psychologist because yeah. in almost all of my uh my therapy sessions we do like yeah checking on those basics or yeah. I'll be like yeah you know let's slow down and breathe together and it's yeah. like oh breathe come on we've got bigger <laughs> things bigger fish to fry here but yes. you really you're you're on the money you can't you can't do yeah. the, the thinking you can't do the reflection if you haven't looked after your your body and yeah. you know especially in that first trimester your body is doing so much it needs to be fueled where possible it needs to be kind of taken taken seriously and and thought about in that yeah way. and I guess this is a great practice to establish you have nine months or ten months for it to establish this quick check-in wait a minute how am I like how do how does my body feel how how are my energy levels and because also when you have a newborn or a toddler and then you get super overwhelmed and you get irritated and impatient and a lot of the times I haven't had my breakfast yet a lot mm -hmm. of the times I've not been to the bathroom in five hours a lot of the times I'm just running around the house up and down the stairs and I haven't sat down for two minutes and then am I gonna react patient and compassionate with my toddler screaming at me probably not no. so yeah <laughs> so this is really a good practice that I think is using this time of this pregnancy to make this a mental exercise to check on the basics and check in with myself and with my partner. Yeah, yeah, it really is uh, crucial. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, I never think of that. I just, for me, I always thought I am breathing. If I'm standing here, I'm obviously breathing. I'm obviously still alive. So just yeah. keep going. Yeah, um, but it's it's the sort of on purpose, like really yeah. slowing down your nervous system. That's the that's what makes the the difference. You know, taking as I often say like six breaths on purpose you know you, you take a pause take six slow breaths and it can really change your state of mind if you're feeling like completely frazzled completely stressed to just remind yeah. yourself and remind your nervous system that you're you're safe basically mm -hmm. saying that i actually did see something i think it was by the huberman podcast they said if you do the you know the crying breath <laughs> you know when you take mm -hmm. two breaths simultaneously that's meant to be a great way to release additional stress or something I can't remember exactly how he phrased it but when I thought about that it was like yeah when you cry when you do those double breaths it does drastically reduce your stress mechanisms the cortisol that's running around your body or whatever but yeah so that's something I did try previously to be like hmm, let's see so you take two consecutive breaths as quickly as possible and that's meant mm -hmm. to have some overriding effect yeah but it's all just sort of nervous system regulation you know tears themselves have a really regulating effect on our nervous system and the way you the way you breathe when you're feeling like sometimes that. you just need a good cry i've learned that's that true. sometimes yes. you just need to sit down and have a five minute sobbing cry and then it just is like a clearance like the water washes down the street that's how i feel and mm establishing this routine and be like okay I can sit down have a good cry it is going to be okay after yeah and I think it's it's self-care which yeah you know, it, can, it can be a bit fluffy and oh yeah go put a candle on but actually taking care of yourself what do you need do you need to cry do you need to a piece of toast do you need you know what does my body what does myself need to feel cared for in a time where it's you know, growing a baby or looking mm -hmm. after a baby or whatever that looks like. So speaking about the care aspect, so this is one thing many international families might feel. Um, I myself have experienced this time and time again. Uh, when you go to the house arts, for example, you know, you especially in this period where there's a lot of viruses, you don't want to go to the house arts going, kids got a cold or I've got a cold because you know they're going to turn around going, yeah, it's virus season. You know, yeah, it's, it can last eight weeks. Yeah, sorry, you know, get over it kind of thing. But when you're in the first trimester, the Verlos Kunda is there 
is meant to be taking care of your your body and your baby and that also includes your mental health so there's the expectation of feeling anxious and whatnot but is there a point where you feel like the one of the parents should actually address with a verloskundige hey you know can you take this seriously like you know we are hitting a point and you know can you help us in this moment i know it's only the first trimester and i think they only see us like a week 10 or something like that but it's just a case of is there a way to kind of, you know, have an open dialogue with the Verlaskundige? The, how do we channel that to be kind of saying we're super anxious? You know, what would you suggest to that? Mm. Yeah, good question. I suppose keeping in mind, you know, that they are there to help you and they're there to kind of support you in the pregnancy, whatever that looks like. And obviously the physical side of things do take precedent that your mental health is really important in becoming a, a mother and becoming a parent so yeah with that in mind I mean with anxiety if you're feeling really anxious for most of the day for you know two weeks or more that's definitely worth talking to somebody about but even if it's less than that if you just want some reassurance about you know what to expect from the pregnancy or this sort of thing I'd, I'd say to to bring it up and then it also would become part of your conversations that you have as you're going along with your your, with your midwife team and I suppose it will also depend on your experiences of mental health challenges to date it might be that some, you've always been somebody who's had periods of depression or low mood or anxiety or whatever it is and that's part of your holistic care to sort of make your midwife team know about that because it is a somewhat more vulnerable time being pregnant in terms of you know life changes hormonal shifts everything so yeah I'd make that part part of the conversation and they're they're pretty good in their intake and stuff on finding out what mental health challenges or traumas or losses or you know these sort of things have come in the picture for you before but yeah I think also there's often times with healthcare professionals be it GP doctors midwives that there's a somewhat like a power imbalance them being the expert and they know and so to just bear in mind that they are they do know things mm. but they're there to support you so how can you help them to help you and that's by letting them know what what your state of mind is or what what you're finding difficult and there's lots of if you are feeling really overwhelmed in pregnancy there's lots of external support that they can offer you and refer you on to psychologists or different teams that can support you so it's good that they can be aware of that yeah I guess sometimes it's also good to hear this is normal because mm. they like you said they have so much experience and they have seen hundreds and hundreds of people and women going through this so they can tap into their experience but you or I am myself and I have only myself and my experience and I don't know about 100 other women oh okay yeah this is normal so this is was good for me also to hear everything's okay you're totally in the norm I know we always thrive to be not in a norm but this is actually where I was always glad to hear you're totally average mm -hmm. everything is totally abnorm <laughs> everything is totally on the charts that was always a good new good news for me to hear being at the psychological or the physical aspects of the pregnancy I was always aiming for yep totally on the norm yeah and I suppose also knowing what's normal for you yeah, is really helpful. Yeah. so it can for one person hearing that yeah this is good this is can be really reassuring but if you feel like actually you know this is not how I normally react to things mm -hmm. it feels like out of what I know then yeah, yeah that's not your normal or less yeah. normal for you so it's both basically isn't it yeah <laughs> when you say when you're not feeling yourself so previously you said if you're feeling anxious for two weeks or longer or mm. even a little bit less but when you say you're not feeling yourself how long do you think it should go before you flag that with the Verlos Conduct? 
yeah that how long is a piece of string I think yeah. it, it really depends on what you know about yourself and how you normally manage transitions and, and stress and if it feels like you know this is really this is really feeling overwhelming or you know maybe your partner's noticed or your sister said you know are you okay yeah yeah and that not feeling yourself can again look different for everybody but it might be you know constantly googling things not being able to to sleep when you get get a moment to sleep or not feeling just really really overwhelmed and out of sorts and it's it's really hard to sort of say what that looks like and that that two week thing is that that's what I would be looking for clinically when I'm assessing people it's like is this a problem that just sort of peaks and troughs or is it really like this is your every day at the moment for a, a long period of time and then that has a sort of a different approach yeah I mean that's good to know because um yeah everyone's pregnancies are always different and there's no two alike even if you're the same mom and you have mm. five or six kids it's going to still be different so it's always good to just keep checking in and that's why for us this this episode for us was like super important because the first trimester is as exactly like you say you're entering into a high period of like stress bodily changes hormones changes mental changes you know you're becoming a parent like there's so many elements to this and so it's just it's great to hear a voice of reason is the only way I can put it <laughs> someone who's not done a google research but actually knows yeah, yeah I do my fair share of googling as well to be honest but well, it's just when the doctors sit there and they google in front of you oh god yeah that's the yeah. problem that's anxiety triggering for me yeah exactly <laughs> So yeah, so we'll, we'll be hearing more from um, Dr. Naomi Gibson in future episodes as she will be our resident psychologist. We're going to say thank you so much for joining us today and for calming us. I'm actually feeling a little bit calmer. I think I was breathing. I think when you were talking about breathing there, I kind of felt like my lower area started to kind of breathe and started to calm down, funnily enough. There you go. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. And we're excited to be able to start having you on regularly to talk about all the very important issues that hopefully you'll be able to ease the minds or equally trigger people to kind of reach out and start, you know, looking for the help that they might need that they don't realize yet. Thank you for having me. Till the next time, speak to you then. Wow, this was so interesting. And especially finally talking with someone who actually knows it doesn't just just like we have an opinion about things it was super insightful also get this fact check and get the new inspiration and markers of motivation throughout this episode that I can also take away even though I'm not pregnant right now or I'm not dealing with the having a pregnancy test in hand I think this is still was super useful for me to incorporate also in other life situations, how to deal with anxiety or how to calm my nervous system or how to, we said in the episode, check on, on the basics that's yeah. going on. That was, yeah, that was just something I never really considered because just like breathing and whatnot, like you don't yeah. think, oh, I have to remember to put my one foot in front of the other to walk. Yeah. You just don't think. So yeah, that was a kind reminder, I guess. Yeah, super, super useful for me, at least. I hope to all the listeners out there as well. And as said, you can find Dr. Naomi Gibson on Instagram under The Good Enough Psychologist. And like we said at the beginning of the episode, she is also running the group therapy for moms at the labor department, where you can every Friday in a group setting discuss all the feelings that come with parenthood and especially also that come with motherhood and the load that comes with that topic. As we say goodbye just a friendly reminder to uh, to everyone out there the laundry can weigh but your sanity can so take that breath 
ask yourself, when was the last time I sat down? When was the last time I had something to eat and drink? And then until next time, parents, and remember to take those well-deserved moments whenever you can. We'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.